Welcome back to another episode of Ballers, Beers, and Bench. I'm your host, Dave. Here with me, two guys I'd want throwing me the ball. My top two QB prospects, Anthony and Moose. Hello. What's up? <laughs> um, actually, I wouldn't want either of you guys throwing me the ball. <laughs> you guys throw, maybe blocking for me, but oh yeah, not Ouch. throwing me the ball. Yeah, I could see Moose. Well, Dave. Left tackle. Dave, Moose. you wouldn't be catching the ball. Yeah, no, why not? Well, you're definitely not a wide receiver. Yeah, I'm not a wide receiver. <laughs> if, we're, if we're not quarterbacks, you're definitely not a wide receiver. Yeah, no, no I'm no. uh, I'm either a receiver or a cornerback. Cornerback, more likely. Corner, corner, corner. You got to be. Whenever you hear that on the podcast, when they're like, say it really fast, like quarterback, cornerback, quarterback, you go either way. Yeah. So quarterback or cornerback. Exactly. Yeah, you'd be a pretty good cornerback. I, I want you in my corner. Uh, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Moose, I'm trying to keep you. my keep my hand gestures to a minimum. You can you can hand gesture. You can hand gesture. You can um, do whatever you want. A little bit of this. It was just those, you. You that. had told us to not get carried away on video, and, and I know, I know. And for those who don't know, we are now officially on YouTube. You can catch all of our episodes at Ballers, Beers, and Banter on our YouTube channel. Go um, subscribe, hit the bell so you get the notifications when we have new videos uploaded and wow. leave a comment leave a thumbs up tell us if you like the video with the thumbs up or you didn't like it with a thumbs down we prefer thumbs up i never but. thought i'd be on a production that we were telling people to hit the bell that feels pretty cool we're telling people to hit the bell hit that bell <laughs> leave us a comment <laughs> we've made it um so Moose, i'm all but i will try and keep my hand gestures and my uh, visuals to minimum because it is still a podcast and i want to you know i want our listeners and our youtubers to um have a some, somewhat similar experiences moose you yourself you you didn't move a muscle last episode like you were dialed in you were locked in i didn't think i had to check if you're breathing at well, some point I, last I episode. I so feel free to stay loose stay loose i said, I, would. I, said I wasn't and... gonna you asked me not to get too crazy on video so i i kept my cool you know well we got it we got you be were a, a man of your word you're a man of your word that's it yeah and your Patriots flag is is being blocked. We see the it's fishing gear in the there background, but there it is. There it is. All right. Got my Steelers shirt on. Love it. Um, guys, let me take 10.37 seconds to explain why I'm still really high on DK Metcalf heading into the 2021 season. And this 10.37 seconds are dedicated to how long it took him to race 100 meters today at uh, this qualifier track meet. Um, I think it was in California. He finished 15 out of 17 people and he, he finished yeah. last in his heat. So it goes to show you how fast real track athletes are and the difference between 10.37 and like 10.0. Like the guy who won his heat was 10.05, I think. Huge gap between him and DK's. But uh, DK looked good. He looked good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do we know how long DK had been training for this? Or was he kind of just like, yeah, I can do this? I think from the time, r relatively roughly from the time of the end of his season until okay. now. So sometime in January, they lost the first round of the playoffs, Seattle. Um, but it happened when video of him chasing down Buda Baker in that Arizona Cardinals game, which is redonkulous. Right. If you haven't seen that, go check it out on YouTube right after you watch our episode. And when that surfaced, everyone went nuts. That went viral. And then someone in the track world posted hey dk if you ever want to come test your speed against real speed or real athletes um come check us out and he responded like anytime so then that's how it all started and okay. his agent got involved and he was invited to this track meet so what what uh like what is a top 10 qualify who qualifies to go to the olympic trials mm -hmm. i think you had to place something at this at this meet or if you went I think I think the 10.05, I think I might admit, I don't know if anybody actually ran that. That is the automatic. You can go to Olympic trials if you get 10.05, gotcha. something like that. So he's a ways off. Three tenths is a lot in in the track world. Like if you see the race, it's it's a big difference. But but it's pretty cool. And he's he's still like 200. He's a tight. He's like a tight end. He's 240 something pounds. Yeah, he's crazy it's big. insane. And it looked like he he struggled a bit to get going from I'd say like from 10 to like in the middle meaty part of the race after the start yeah he started off it was really like he well. kind of it was weird he was going side i thought he was going to knock the guy over next to him because he was kind of <laughs> like veering off 
So, but it, it's really cool. It's it's a whole different ball game track than like football speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, still really cool and really impressive. I love DK. Tyreek Hill uh, came out and said that he he will not be uh, trying out for the Olympics. No, that's too bad. Yeah, because the the commentator was saying, uh, Tyreek, you gotta come on. You listening? You you're you're not that far off because Tyreek yeah. would beat DK. We assume, right? I don't know. I, I don't would know. think so. He's smaller, so I would place that bet. Yeah, yeah, Tyreek's, he's smaller. Tyreek's fast, fast like <laughs> cheetah. Not called. He's not not called cheetah for no reason. So, all right. And they also on DK. Nope. No. All right. He fast. He's fast. We knew it. Um. Okay. Other news. Carry on Johnson, who was uh, released by the Lions, was picked up on waivers by the Philadelphia Eagles, who now have a somewhat crowded running back room with incumbent Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, <laughs> and the newly drafted Kenneth Gainwell, who, if you're not going to be a good running back with a name like Gainwell, I just don't know who could be. Um, I, don't think, I don't think it's that crowded. I mean, well, I mean, it's not San Francisco 49ers crowded, but no, no, no. But let's be honest here. Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, probably not big competition. And it's, it's Miles Sanders, maybe carry on Johnson and the rookie. So we'll see right. how the, we'll see how the rookie does, but it, it's either the rookie or carry on Johnson is going to be the second back there. And we'll see how it all shakes down. To me, though, you're right, Moose. Like these guys aren't. Although Boston Scott, decent in real football terms, he's uh, well, decent. He's used. Carryon wasn't even the second on Detroit with Adrian Peterson there, so I, I'm not sure if Carryon can still. Okay, but I think Carryon can beat out uh, Jordan Howard. Yeah, he's probably third. I would say my point. Boston my Scott. point is my, my point is d- does is this indicative of Philadelphia not trusting Miles Sanders? to be let alone be the main guy but but certainly not the like a three down workhorse bell cow back they've surrounded him with uh these these pieces that they can use you know third down backs or uh, an end zone guy like jordan howard whatever it is and the fact that they drafted kenneth gainwell are are we thinking you know our miles standards are our miles sanders stocks are they are you are you trying to say are our miles standards lower now (laughs) yeah there there you go we've lowered our miles standards Standards. (laughs) i mean i don't know i wasn't i wasn't big on miles sanders last season because of the wide receiver situation so i mean possibly this season it could be a little bit better their wide receiver core is could be better quarterback situation could be better um you know, Miles Sanders has shown that he can be a, a you know a high performing running back. But you're right, you know, bringing in a, another veteran running back does you know raise suspicion. Yeah, it does raise suspicion. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, do you agree or? Yeah, I agree with everything Moose said. Um, everything. He also, he also had, uh, it's he a also confusing had backfield. Lower body injury. Mm. That uh, hampered him for quite a bit yeah. of the uh, early season last year. Yep. But carry on Johnson, we all know, is a guy that everybody had high up on their draft boards when he first came into the NFL. Even the second season he played and he just he gets injured way too much. And then he lost his opportunity over in Detroit. So it'll be interesting to see what he does this offseason. If he can, you know, make his way to the the second running back on the team. Like uh, go over guys like uh, Boston Scott and, you know, just be inefficient every week or waiver wire pickup or or uh, flex option. But I don't know my, my I'm not too high on him. Let's just say I think he he's done. I think I I mean, with the amount of injuries that happen at running back, that's it. So waiver wire almost pickup. like every backup running back, no matter what team you're on, is going to have some relevance at some point in fantasy. So we should pay attention to training camp and right. who ends up being that number two, whether it's Gainwell or him or Boss Scott or what, you know, what Philadelphia plans to use, because I don't think as fantasy players, we can turn our nose up at any opportunities for running backs because right. they get injured so often. So something to pay attention to as we move closer to start of the actual season which is closer than we think gentlemen closer than we think Mm -hmm. all right uh can we get into the main topic of the day 
Absolutely. Do I have your permission, gentlemen? Permission granted. Why, thank you. <laughs> I thought you were going to do a Star Trek make it so. Um, so we are beginning our rookie reviews. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be focusing on quarterbacks. And uh, specifically, we're going to look at the uh, five quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round of the actual NFL draft. Uh, everything that we're bringing to you is um, applicable to redraft leagues. So we, we might mention stuff that has to do with dynasty, but we're looking at things from a redraft standpoint. Uh, and we're always looking at half PPR, 12 team leagues is kind of our norm and our standard. Um, and specifically, we want to give you info and our input on these on these rookies and what kind of impact they might have in their first year in the league. Sound good, guys? Sounds, Sounds fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, so we're getting into rookie quarterbacks today. Uh, and for all our rookie profiles, we'll give you some uh, generic stats on these uh, on these guys. And then we're going to look into some some categories more in depth, like their college history, uh, the situation that they're stepping into in the NFL, the coaching quality that they're going to receive, according to us, um, what their schedule slash division and the relative strengths of their opponents will look like, um, the strengths of their team, and then what kind of opportunity they'll have um, day one. And our gut instinct, our good old-fashioned moose gut instinct. What does your gut tell you on this player? All right, let's get into first overall draft pick, round one, first off the board, Trevor Lawrence, the highly touted uh, quarterback prospect who was drafted to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's a big man. He stands at six foot six, about 213 pounds. Yeah, when he ran a 40-yard dash at some point, it was about 4.7. Um you know, what we know about Trevor Lawrence, great arm. Uh, he's big, but he's mobile. He can run, likes to throw deep. He can throw everywhere. Um, maybe perhaps when he's pressured, rushes some decisions sometimes. But he's the best prospect we've seen since John Elway or Andrew Luck is what everyone says. So Peyton what are your, Manning, yeah. Peyton Manning, whatever it is. And his his golden flowing hair. I mean, if 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 his if his play is as good as his hair game then he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks of all time, right? I mean, would you say? I don't know much about got his, good hair. <laughs> his I, don't know, I don't know much about hair, so. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll now that your, we're on YouTube, yeah. I'll take your yeah. advice. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Um, college history for Trevor Lawrence. Like, it's pretty insane. So he played three years for Clemson, uh, won the national championship as a true freshman, which is the term for actually didn't take a gap year or anything. He's a real true freshman in 2018, won the national championship. He he has a 34 and two record as a starter, and he's never lost a regular season game in high school or the playoffs. Right. Like, that's crazy. I'm sorry. In high school or college. He's never lost a regular season game. He's he's lost in the in the college uh, bowl series and playoffs, but never a regular season game. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> you better get used to it now. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask, do you think that'll affect him when he loses his first game? When he still, when he loses most of his games at the Jacksonville? Well, <sighs> that's an assumption. I mean, they've all it's a whole new offense now. Whole new offense, but I mean, to turn around from the last place team to even 500 is, is quite a turnaround. So, so hopefully he has the emotional stability to keep it together as he will be the leader of the team going forward. Uh, you would have to imagine. So hopefully he can keep it together and, you know, get his team back into it, motivate his team. And I mean, I'm sure he will. Otherwise he wouldn't have been ranked this high. We, I don't think we have a Jay Cutler on our hands here, but you know, anything is possible. I mean, well, we're stepping into just to finish off his college history here a little bit. He he's never thrown for less than 3000 yards, including only playing 10 games last season, still had over 3000 yards, uh, 90 touchdowns in his college career, 17 interceptions, uh, rushed for just under a thousand yards and uh, 18 rushing touchdowns in his college career. Um, we're starting to talk about his situation now which is okay so he's jacksonville jaguars were bad last year they've been bad for uh, quite a few years i mean they reached their heyday when they went to was it the super bowl or the afc championship game about four four or five years ago they definitely did not go to the super bowl not the super bowl no. it was the AFC championship new game. england yeah with bortles right with Blake right. bortles at the helm so but they're pretty far removed from that they've got basically the whole new team whole new management and, and coaching staff so he's stepping into a situation 
here with, I mean, a ton of pressure on him, right? Like Anthony alluded to it. He, he's supposed to be the, the savior of this franchise, of this whole organization. And like, I don't know, I don't care how good you are. That's a lot of pressure. Are you guys worried about that aspect at all? Okay, so you, normally I would agree with you, but I'm going to take the other side here and say that the moves that Jacksonville has done will definitely alleviate some of that pressure. Agreed. Uh, you know, bringing a veteran wide receiver in. Uh, I mean, DJ Chark's already there. Uh, you got two running backs who are going to be fantastic. Uh, you know, one of them we have yet yet to determine, but based on his, uh, you know, performance in the past, he's going to be good. Um, James Robinson should continue to be fantastic. So, I mean, I think they've they've really set things up for him that it, you know, it, it could be worse. Right. Okay. So, so the overall strength of the team, which is one of our categories, the team strength, way improved compared to last year. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And they did. Yeah. And, and the fact that, uh, like, I think if he had come in, let's say he had come in last season, I think the pressure would be way higher because, you know, obviously because of COVID there's less preparation. I think if, if they have a bit of preparation this season, it could be, uh, you know, substantially less difficult. Hmm. And you already touched on it, Moose, but they, they kind of went all in on on offense in this offseason if you combine their free agent signings plus the draft. So obviously they, they knew they were getting Trevor Lawrence and they wanted to surround him with with some talent um, and protect him a little bit. So, yeah, they brought in you know Marvin Jones Jr., Carlos Hyde, Philip Dorsett, and they drafted Travis Etienne, who played with Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. Right. Um, and they drafted an offensive tackle and Walker Little for some depth. I don't know if he's actually going to make their roster, but they also franchise tagged their existing uh, offensive tackle. They got DJ Chark, they got LaVisca Schnell, they got James Robinson. So, and of course, the PS de Resistance guys, Tim Tebow, could be signing as <laughs> yeah. a tight end tight for end, Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars slash coach slash mentor to Trevor That's Lawrence. It. I mean, they got the whole package there. <laughs> So he's definitely surrounded with, it's going to be a, a different offense this year for sure. Um, do I think anything on that subject or can we jump into coaching? Jump into coaching. All right. So coaching, this is a little bit of the unknown. So we got a new, a whole new management team and a whole new coaching staff. Um, Urban Meyer, widely considered one of the best uh, college coaches in history. Um, but we've seen college coaches, um, come into the NFL and, and not succeed. We saw it with Nick Saban, um, you know, and maybe he would have succeeded if he, if he stayed, but Nick Saban's the best college coach of all time. Right. And he was not right. He last didn't last very long in Miami. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm going to Alabama. <laughs> right. So, so we'll see. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that if you were, had success at the college level that you will at the NFL level, but I can tell you one thing that he's going to do. And for our listeners at home, they'll be able to see the visual, but um, I actually own the urban Meyer book, the book on urban Meyer called Above the Line. Uh, it's a great book, great read for football fans and uh, regular people alike. And what he's known for is reshaping a team's or an organization's culture. And every place he's gone, whether it's with the Florida Gators, where he won two national championships in 06 and 08, or with, whether it was with Ohio State, where he won a championship in 2014, what Urban Meyer does is all about culture. And so he's going to go into this Jaguars team and create a culture of professionalism. And and of, you know, of his his motto above the line is basically here's the line. Here's the standard. You're either above it or you're not. And if you're not, you're getting out. <laughs> and We're only going to deal with people who are above this standard. So I think we're going to see a different Jaguars team pretty quickly. And uh, I have all the confidence that Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence are going to be a great team. Do you guys agree? Um, I think it'll take a little bit of time. Like uh, you said, they really built up the offense and it seems like they're going to go heavy on the offense. Mm -hmm. I think as a whole, I don't have the exact stat here, but where they've ranked in team offense and uh, defense was pretty <laughs> low for the past few years. So yeah. there's a lot of work to do. I mean, they can't really get worse than what they are. Like, I mean, they can go with zero wins, but um, I think we can all agree that they're going to win more than one game. I don't know if they're going to be competitive enough this first year uh, to make the playoffs. Okay, but but, I mean, let, let me put it to you like this. I, I like, I don't understand how they can't be more competitive. I mean, right. with, they had a backup quarterback step in and, you know, he was fantastic for a while and people were super excited about him. You know, people were drafting him, starting him. 
And now you get this like Are legendary. Are you speaking about Gardner Minshew? Yes. Okay. Well, I'll put some respect on the name, Moose. Gosh. Okay. Well, there you go. So, <laughs> so that's the thing. So I can't see how you know this, be worse. Yeah. this rookie comes in. He's got a great track record so far, and how people could be you know so heavily behind Gardner Minshew, but then suspicious of Trevor Lawrence. You yeah. know, especially when you have this other, you know, the number two uh, rookie running back, DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, you know, uh, LaVisca. The pieces you know, are there. The pieces are yeah, there. The pieces are there. And and here's the other question, guys, for you is how good do they really need to be from an NFL standpoint in order to be good from a fantasy standpoint? Like as an overall as a team. Like they don't need to be great, right? They just need to be. It's their building. Like, They're building, so they just need to be. They just need to be better than last season, right? Yes, and they need to be. You know, if they are playing from behind for majority of their games, which they they probably will be. Hopefully, they're more competitive in those games. But if they're playing from behind, they're going to be throwing a ton. They're going to be going for it, right? And I don't think they're going to hold back. They're going to let Travis. Uh, they're going to let uh, sorry Trevor Lawrence make mistakes. They're going to let him go, take the reins off, and. And we could see uh, quite a bit of offense put up uh, on this team. But that's think- the thing when you when you're building up from the bottom, uh, you're at the bottom. So let it fly, swing yeah. away, because <laughs> you <know>? yeah. <laughs> you're already at the bottom. So what does it matter? You know. I th- I think one thing that they definitely need to coach uh, Trevor Lawrence with is make sure that he slides when he chooses to run because being six six, uh, two thirteen. I mean. If you get hit in the NFL, man, we've seen we've seen other young quarterbacks come into the league and get drilled. So, yeah, they better teach him how to slide and fast, so that they can have him to slide or, fast, or they better teach him quickly how to slide. Quickly how to slide. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I agree with that. Like, obviously, he's you would think a little bit more durable with that size that he has, but you don't need to be taking hits for no reason for sure. No. Um, all right, in terms of division and schedule here, guys, one of other uh, our other subsections. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I wanted to add one more thing. We oh, got, sure. We had to take something. Just when you were when you were talking about Urban Meyer's uh, above the line. Yes. All I could think about was Kenny Powers. Kenny, pa- <laughs> if you haven't seen, it, I can't say it because it's uh, what is that east east bound east, and down, east bound and down. Bound but and down. Uh, yeah. he has the same uh, motto, but maybe a little more uh, explicit. So I can't say it on the podcast, but if you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you're laughing. Oh man, I can't piece it together. But I'll. We'll it's, uh, it's check either, it out basically later. there's a word I can't say, but it's either you're in or you're out. And oh, there's okay. a yeah. there's a word I can't say in between those things. But gotcha, uh, gotcha. You're in or you're out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. So from from a division standpoint and a schedule standpoint, they're they're in one of the worst divisions in football. Maybe for sure in the AFC. Um. You know they're playing the Colts, the Titans, and the Texans twice each. So those Texans games, I mean, that's they're sure they're going to be able to put up some points against the Texans. The Tennessee Titans didn't have a great defense last last year; should be improved. But and the Colts are very good. Um, and then they're playing the AFC East and the NFC West, and that's not good because the AFC East are opponents like the Steelers, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Browns, and the NFC West is the Rams, the 49ers, um, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks. So they'll they'll have some tough competition. Um, sorry, AFC, did I say East? You said AFC East and NFC West. Okay. Um, so sorry, should be New England, Miami, right. Buffalo that they're playing. Not this, but equally tough. I mean, in terms of, <laughs> in, in terms of giving it to rookies, Bill Belichick and, uh, and that defense and Miami and that defense and, and Buffalo, I mean, tough. So could be a little bit of a trial by fire there uh, in those games. We don't know the exact schedule yet, but we know they'll be playing those guys. So that could be tough. So all that breaks down to what guys in terms of fantasy QB for redraft leagues, roughly where do you have Trevor Lawrence? Where would you, where would you suggest drafting him, et cetera? What should our listeners do? I, well, if you're a wild <laughs> man, you're drafting him. This <laughs> is what I'll say. Um, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't draft him this year and redraft, but if you do, if you do, you're taking a big, you're taking a big gamble that could pay off. Right. I mean, I, I did, I did the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. I picked up Patrick Mahomes on his uh, fantasy rookie season and it paid off, but it was a big risk. 
Oh, in so, his fantasy, you mean the season? Yeah, played. in his, in his yeah, second yeah, yeah. season, yeah. but it was. So, I mean, to me, again, it comes down to like, let's say the Trevor Lawrence ends up being the best rookie quarterback ever. Okay. Which is his up. That's his upside would be the best rookie quarterback ever. We're looking at comparable to what Justin Herbert did last year, roughly, maybe a little bit better than that. Yeah. So if you look at like sports betting, the over under on Trevor Lawrence's throwing touchdowns this year is like 22 and a half or something, you know? So if he gets 25 touchdowns, he he's. He's doing better than projected by by these by Vegas, let's say. And it's still not that great. Right. So I think the absolute upside for a guy like Trevor Lawrence is, you know, is maybe a low end QB one, you know, which is which is fair. But so there's no need for me to for our listeners, I think, to go out and reach for this guy. No, I, I like him. as so you, th- a, you think he has a really low upside. You don't think he could, uh, you know, turn the Jags around, have a stellar season. I think he absolutely could, but what in terms of fantasy, what is that going to equate to? Is I think you know maybe like we saw Herbert last year, quarterback seven, you know, okay, quarterback well, seven, quarterback. Okay, but that's somewhere but that's pretty good. I mean, that's if you good. if you yeah. if you took Justin Herbert, uh, quote unquote, too deep dimension on a podcast um, <laughs> at the end of your draft, I yeah. mean, pretty good value. So that's I guess that's the question is. Is he a kind of guy you're aiming to late round dart throw? Like just between the three of us, are either of you taking him? Let's just say even in the mid rounds, are you guys considering him in the mid rounds? I'd, yeah, I, like I'd nab him. I'd nab him as a second quarterback. So yeah. wherever in the mid rounds, so you would take a two quarterbacks. Mid, like no, late, I wouldn't. I mean, nab what do you want to talk the, about? It? Like, like I think he's going to go in drafts. I think because of his name, he'll go, but he'll be like round the earliest. He'll be like round eight. Of a, of a redraft, I feel somewhere around there. Cause that's, cause that's what we got to, you know, the listeners, we got to tell them sort of where, cause that's the thing. Cause I don't, in our league, I don't think anyone's going to draft him. So late round dart throw in our league. In our redraft league or our keeper league? No, yeah. I think somebody will take him because Somebody's I'm, I'm him. thinking back to our draft last year. Burroughs did go. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Sorry, Burroughs. Yeah. Joe Burrow did go uh, as a second QB. Uh, in I think it was round ten, something like that. So, okay. so would, and, would you guys? Would you guys knowing that he would go in eight or ten? Would you guys take him earlier? No, I'm not going to take, take him earlier. I'm not going to take him earlier than his ADP. That's for sure. Because right. I feel like I feel like where he's going to be drafted will be closer to his his ceiling or his upside than than you know what he and might end up being. So like the low end version would be gp like uh baker mayfield's you know rookie or sophomore year you know what i mean like so where are you guys drafting justin herbert as a top eight qb mm-hmm. for sure like i would draft him earlier like how much earlier round five six you know okay. around there well that's but it's good to know because like if you're if you're if you want to gamble on his success we've said his his height can be Justin Herbert. So we're, we would agree then that, you know, the highest you could probably take him or you'd want to take him is, is around five round five to gamble on his, on his ceiling. But in general, you shouldn't be taking people in a draft based on their upside alone. You know what I mean? Like, like we all, we know, and our listeners will know um, come draft season that you're always looking for, value in your draft so if you're drafting someone in a position where you need them to hit their absolute potential their absolute upside for it to be worth that pick yeah but it's not a good pick sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta gamble too sure but if you can get that player if you can get that player later on then yeah yeah yeah. but i mean if someone's really high on on trevor lawrence then he could go as early as the fifth so waiting to try yeah. to get him at the eighth is is not going to work out. Like, don't need to. It, it'll happen like that in some leagues. But again, I'll bring up Joe Burrow again. A lot of people thought that being as good as he was getting into the NFL, everybody was expecting his upside to be maybe uh, top 12, uh, 10, 11, 12 in the rankings. But I mean, are you drafting him that high in his rookie season when he hasn't proven anything? I think, and I've mentioned in the past when I when I had Cam Newton and won my my league when he first came into the into the NFL, like he was talked up, but I picked him up 
off the waiver wire and then won my league with him. So, I mean, these rookies and Peyton Manning didn't have a good first year either. He had a great, like he threw a lot of interceptions. So, I mean, these quarterbacks, like he could play well, he could get the, like make it worthwhile to grab some of these Jacksonville Jaguars players in other positions, like the wide receivers and the running backs, he might elevate the game of the other players. But for himself, I mean, ceilings up there, like we said, like Herbert. But I mean, nobody's reaching for him in his first season. So, so to put it in perspective, Justin Herbert had the the best, essentially the best season of a rookie quarterback um, ever, and he finished ever? tenth. He no. broke the record for broke the record for most passing touchdowns by a rookie quarterback. So it's one of the best seasons we've oh, seen. Oh, right. It got right. Because Patrick wasn't technically a rookie. Right. 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 So because <laughs> you were like, what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Patrick <laughs> Mahomes? Um, and he, Justin Herbert finished 10th overall last year. Um, yeah. Of course, he didn't play that. No, he played the first game, right? So No, he did not. He didn't. He played. He came in week second two. Second or the third. Week think, two is when the thing with Tyrod happened. Yeah, he had the lung, uh, the lung uh, injection. Well, he's still points per game basis. He's 11th still. 22 points. So. So that's that's more the upside for that's the high end for Trevor Lawrence. So yeah. yeah. So gamble gamble at uh, round five played safe at round eight. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe even later. But yeah, <laughs> we'll see when we start doing some mock drafts here. What it looks like. All right. Um. Good. We're good on Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Great. So moving right along to the second quarterback off the board. Very interested to hear your guys' take on Zach Wilson who was drafted second overall to the New York Jets. He's, I was surprised that he's 6'2". He's 6'2", about 214 pounds. Um, not sure. We know he's fast. But we don't know his 40-yard dash time. But he seems a lot smaller than that, than 6'2", 214. Like his his frame, his, sta- his small stature. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks like he's 8 years old. You know, not 8. <laughs> 14. Looks like he's 14. He doesn't yeah, he look looks like, like a child. Up, yeah. Like when he was waiting around for the draft with everyone else, it looked like he looked a little out of place. So he looks like he's waiting for his first, uh, yeah, his first beard hair to to spread okay. through. Oh, guys, sorry, we missed the best part of the Trevor Lawrence thing. Gut instinct. What does your gut instinct tell you about Trevor Lawrence? Sort of, sort of go back, but we got to do that. Moose, gut instinct on Trevor Lawrence, year one. Uh, my gut, uh, I would gamble on him. Okay. Yeah. I, as your QB, uh, as your starting QB. Yeah. Oh, I think he's. I think he's got the he's got the background for it. But you got to play it safe. I would also. You're picking up a late round quarterback as well. Don't leave yourself. So uh, you gamble on him, but play it safe. Well, yeah, you got to cover your bases. <laughs> Which I mean, is it, Moose? <laughs> well, he's saying gamble on him, but you'll probably need yeah. to draft a backup I would, quarterback, I would gamble another on him, QB, yeah, almost but, as quickly, <laughs> just in case. Well, I I wouldn't say almost as quickly, but like for example, Anthony, your late round quarterback strategy, I would employ that. And take Trevor Lawrence early. So yeah, you might be you know missing out on you know a mid round wide receiver or a mid round running back. But if Trevor Lawrence pans out, it won't matter because he's gonna he's gonna make up those points anyways. So you know I would say if you're gonna do that, get a quarterback late and keep your ear to the ground on that waiver wire because you're probably gonna need to try to find you know a gem to fill in that gap where you would have had a mid round player. Okay. And Anthony, your gut instinct on Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I, w- I would have you. to agree. Uh, take a shot on him. Um, I would be, yeah. I mean, I'm the guy that drafts quarterbacks late. So, uh, I mean, I'd, I'd draft him and probably pick up a guy like Kirk Cousins who does usually. <laughs> that's, exa- that's exactly what I was going to say. Dang it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would pick a guy like that just to have some more stability if, you yeah. know, or, or just a known commodity, someone that you, right. you know what you're getting um, with that player. So maybe not a new QB in a new situation, but maybe, you know, you guys might not like this, but Baker Mayfield, you know exactly what you're going to get. Matt Ryan, you know pretty much what you're going to get. Yes. Don't. Um, Terrible. Get those aren't safe. Get somebody else. Kirk Cousins. To, to pair them to pair them with uh, with the Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I think they're both around Kirk Cousins territory. Uh, if not better, I just I would just trust Kirk Cousins a lot more. Ooh, really? Yeah. Wow. Kurt, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've got a beer bet for him in here, but I'll let it, I'll let it uh, marinate for a bit. Okay, let's get back to Zach Wilson. Smaller than he looks, uh, Zach Wilson, and 
I, I don't know, guys. Like from a fantasy standpoint and from a real football standpoint, I think a lot of people were surprised when the Jets, the Jets locked in this pick quite a while ago. And, you know, and then I think because he was locked in for so long, people became accustomed to the idea of Zach Wilson as the second quarterback off the board. But I'm still not convinced he's the second best quarterback in this draft from an NFL standpoint or a fantasy standpoint. I I like Trey Lance and Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence ahead of Zach Wilson. What do you guys think? Ooh, you put Trey Lance above him? Oh, yeah. Yep. Above Zach Wilson? Big time. I mean, I mean look at, uh, so look at his college history. Let's start with that for to begin with. He he was he's played for BYU, okay, in the independent conference. So they, their schedule changes all the time. Who you're playing? So yeah, last he has one really good season of college football. Played three, but last year was this really big breakout year for me. Threw for uh, three thousand six hundred yards, seventy three percent completion rate. That's bonkers. Thirty three touchdowns, only three interceptions. He was amazing at extending the play, um, really quick on his feet, really mobile, and he was he was really creative outside the pocket. Um, but like their toughest competition was like Coastal Carolina, who they lost to, by the way, and like teams like Boise State, San Diego State, Louisiana Tech. He he hasn't played real like top NFL talent. He hasn't played against that. So all these stats I feel like are a little bit inflated from from where he was playing. So. I, I worry. I know he's got raw talent and skill, but I worry a little 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 Zach Wilson's gonna get crushed by the New England Patriots D line, you know? My my big concern is the development in New York. So yeah. he's coming to New York. There's no veteran quarterback there for him to Yeah, who is the backup right now? Because they got rid of Flacco. Some guy named Zach White. Mike White. Sorry, really? Mike White. Yes. Did they not sign and like James, Josh McCowan or something? James Morgan? I don't know. I'm going off sleeper here. McCowan. But, uh, didn't he retire? I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's like brought someone in. The the situation is not is not optimal, in my opinion. Like you go to New York, yes. uh, there's already probably like really bad uh team morale. Uh there's no veteran quarterback there, you know, which I think is a huge benefit for rookies. Uh, huge. Yeah. Like if, we're, if we were talking pressure for Trevor Lawrence, uh, okay, there's pressure for for Zach Wilson to do, yeah, better yes. than Sam Dar- Darnold. Like everybody's, uh, oh, he was a disaster. Oh, his career's over. Da 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 da. And he barely had time to develop, and now they're expecting that this guy's going to come in and be the savior of the New York Jets. That's pressure, big time pressure, and New York a, a little bit less. Pressure in a Jacksonville environment than New York City. It's the biggest city in the world, right? Like under the lights of New York. And they're not super patient as sports fans initially. No. they It takes a while to get, you know, for them to fall in love with someone. And they, a lot of their fans really liked Sam Darnold. And they were disappointed that in the direction that the Jets took. Yeah. So I feel like it's, there's a lot, like he's going to have to really knock it out of the park for to get the fan support. And, and for things to get, it's going to be important for him to get going right off the bat, but the jets suck. So it's like, I, it's going to be tough to get going and have a good start. Well, let's, let's be fair here. Let's, let's, you know, let's always try to stay positive. The jets stay positive. The jets, the jets sucked (laughs) last season because it already happened. So we can confirm that they sucked. You know, they made some off season moves. I don't think it's enough. I don't think uh, the moves they made are enough to, help out Zach Wilson or improve the jets. Uh, not in the same way that the Jacksonville did. And, um, you know, I, I think they're going to do a little bit better, but I honestly, I can't look at the jets and say like, Ooh, spectacular turnaround coming. Right. And I think, I think that's what you have to look at as a organization. They made moves as far as players, as far as management. Uh, like, like we mentioned, they have uh, Robert Salah there. They drafted a wide receiver. Um, they drafted a running back as well. So, and, yeah, Michael and, Carter, the running back out of North yeah. Carolina, uh, and Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Right? Elijah uh, Moore, and who's yes. out of Ole Miss, which is where, sorry to cut you off, Andy, where A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf came from. And Elijah Moore played longer, but broke some some A.J. Brown's records. So. Yeah, so, I mean, they got rid of Gaze, which he was toxic for the team. Um, Darnold, I, like I was going to say, 
but you mentioned the point that a lot of the fans were happy with Darnold. Like they didn't think it was his fault. But anyways, it's a fresh start. They have a new guy in. What they have to make sure they do is not ask too much of Zach Wilson this first season. They don't have as many weapons as they do for maybe Trevor Lawrence. Um, This is why I give Trevor Lawrence a bump over Zach Wilson. I think there's a lot more growing as a team and acquisitions they need to make to benefit him and make him a a more relevant uh, fantasy uh, fantasy QB because there's not a lot of weapons over there. He just... Yeah, and you know what? You know what it really... They did the same thing that Jacksonville did, same strategy. They're trying to surround and protect their asset in Zach Wilson, but it was like the B version of what the Jaguars did. So they get Trevor Lawrence, they get Zach Wilson. They drafted Travis Etienne, they get Michael Carter. They, you know, they, they have DJ Chark. They signed Corey Davis. You know, they, they (laughs) Jacksonville brings in uh, who else? Marvin Jones. And and these guys drafted uh, a rookie. So, you know, and they each, I I think the Jets improved their O-line a little bit. They did get Elijah Vera Tucker supposed to be a a tremendous O-lineman, but that too. Yep. Tough. And again, the division. So Jacksonville is a way easier division to play in. Zach Wilson's going to be facing twice. He's got to go. Trevor Lawrence has to do it once, but Zach Wilson has to do it twice that he's got to go up against Belichick and his defense. Brian Flores, the Belichick disciple in Miami and his defense. And Buffalo, who's one of the best teams in the AFC. Got to play each of them twice. (laughs) So there's six. There's six real tough Buffalo's defense isn't anything to shake a stick at either. No. Oh, no, I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah. Way improved. That's all they did was they drafted big <laughs> linemen, yeah. right? So really tough vision. And then they're playing – you get a break with the other games. They're playing AFC South and the NFC South. So they'll play – they get to play the Jags. We'll see that as a matchup. Uh, they get to play the Texans, you know, Atlanta, Carolina. But I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough going for uh, for poor Zach Wilson. And again, yeah, it would be great if you could turn – like at least, you know, if Trevor Lawrence is having a tough time, he can turn over to Gardner Minshew and be like – you know, Minshew's going to lighten it yeah. up a little bit. He's going to be in his jorts and his mullet and be like, don't worry, kid, you're doing great. And <laughs> Zach Wilson's going to turn to who? Mike White? Oh, man. Tough. I think it's I, I think it's going to be a disaster. So, I, I don't know about a disaster because, I mean. No, I wouldn't it's, say it's, disaster. It's like, it's like we said about Jacksonville. Once you're at the bottom, I mean, you, you can only but, but go this up. this year specifically. <laughs> like, we can talk about Trevor. Like, Trevor Lawrence could end up being, you know. Yeah, like the best quarterback in the league, right? That that that's his eventual upside. Yeah. But we're talking this season, and Zach Wilson could end up being very good quarterback. But for this season, it's it's not looking bright. No, no. my gut instinct says stay away. Yeah, <laughs> stay I wouldn't even want to take him as a QB two on my team at the moment. I would rather no. go with a veteran. Yeah, that's me. All right, yeah, I also agree. Anything else on on Zach on our boy Zach? Literally, emphasis on boy. No. 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 All right. Well, those are two day one starters that we know about. And then we got three guys here that we don't know when they're starting. So we can talk about them kind of all together here. And that is uh, Trey Lance, who was drafted third overall to the San Francisco 49ers. He stands at six foot four, 226. Oh, like those numbers a little bit. Big, mobile, uh, known for his work ethic. Then we got Justin Fields, who was drafted 11th overall. The Chicago Anthony's Chicago Bears moved up to take him. He's six foot three, two twenty, two twenty seven, and ran a four 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 unofficial. Yikes! <laughs> so probably the the best athlete amongst the the five of them. And then speaking of athletic, Mac Jones was drafted fifteenth overall to the New England Patriots. He looks like uh, they're you know poor guy, but I mean he's a good guy, good quarterback. I'm sure six foot three, two seventeen. But there, you know, there's pictures of him circulating in his cigar shirtless, and he looks like uh, your uncle Joe, hey, your hey, uncle Jim, on. at a backyard bash. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you this. Go on Google. Yeah. Look up look up all the quarterbacks and what they look like physically. None of them look that athletic. <laughs> I agree with you. That that's the old trend the drew Brees, the tom brady's the peyton mannings but the new trend of athlete regardless of position is hold on let, 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 let me just name some amazing quarterbacks <laughs> and then right and say, yeah. right and there but if those guys were coming into the league today i bet you they'd be a little bit fitter a little more athletic they'd care about their you know their their 40 time and their maybe. physique and stuff maybe. like you know put it this way if you have two people and all their intangibles are equal. They got the same leadership skills, same mind, same arm. 
but one of them can run a four four and looks like you wouldn't want to meet him you know in a in a bar fight and the other guy looks like your uncle that uh, you'd want to have a beer with in the backyard which okay, would you rather have on your team can my uncle throw it over them their mountains they, they both can throw it over them their mountains is the i point. don't see i don't see the difference then <laughs> you just look good in a jersey I, escaping escaping the pocket escaping defenders more durability well, that always hasn't been proven to make you a better quarterback okay what about in fantasy what about in fantasy terms no i mean ben Ben roethlisberger was a was a great fantasy quarterback he wasn't the most mobile quarterback that's when you couldn't sack the guy because people just brush off him but i mean you know i just i don't think you're required to be you know like super jacked to be uh, an amazing quarterback i I know what dave's saying i I get it i get it too but you don't need to be jacked but um I don't know. I'll bring up, I'll bring up a silly comparison to 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 support Dave a little bit. The whole like boxing that's going on with the YouTube community when Ben Askren fought uh, Jake Paul, everybody took one look at uh, Ben Askren's body and he looked like he had dad bod going on. They're like, oh, this guy's not going to win the fight, and then he got knocked out in ten seconds. Okay, but Ben, so, Ask- I mean, but Ben Askren has achieved a lot in his sports. Like, I he, know. He- but he's achieved a lot. But when you see that yeah. body, people yeah. are like, oh, he's not going to win now. Well, so, I appreciate I mean, you supporting me, Anthony, but fighting's probably not the best one to bring up. But, because... but you see, I also agree with you. If you put Matt Jones <laughs> and Justin Fields side by side, I would go. Uh, I would go Justin Fields because of uh, his time in the 40 yard dash and just looking overall fit. We know that he's going to hit the gym and take care of his body. Yes, in the past, the QBs didn't do that, but I think uh, I think a well, lot of people because here's the other see... thing. Like, sorry uh, to cut you off, Anthony, but the, yeah. the old quarterback was a pocket passer, right? right. That was the main thing mm-hmm. in the in Peyton Manning's heyday, and calling the plays of the line, audibles, all that. But today's NFL, you want a mobile quarterback, someone who can go, who can escape pressure, who can go outside the pack, the, the pocket, who can escape defense, who can improvise. Yeah. Um, you know, and do more than just that or design run plays, run pass options, these types of things. So I don't know. I think it's just the pocket passers going, maybe going the way of the Dota bird. Maybe not. Maybe Mac Jones revives it. Moose. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a whole new pocket passing maybe. trend that comes back. And I hope I'll just need to make is, sure to have a good offensive line. All I'm yeah. saying is gentlemen, don't judge a book by its cover. Fair enough. So out of these three, <laughs> three guys, um, first of all, rank these three guys. Uh, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. Hold on, I sorry, I got to interrupt. Just because okay. I only thought about it now, because it's appropriate to say that maybe we should say, "Don't judge a beer by its label." <laughs> Don't judge uh, a beer by its label. Yeah, because you know, there's Perfect. lots of lots of creative labels, but that doesn't mean the beer is very good. It, you got to have if you're if you're a micro brewery, especially <laughs> if you're doing IPAs, you got to have the coolest graphics on your on your can that's for sure but 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 do you have to have the coolest graphics to make up for the beer or do you also have to have exactly beer that's 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 a good point it's a great analogy great analogy there you go yeah until your beer runs a four four (laughs) (laughs) tasty all right so out of these three guys who do you see with the clearest path to playing this season trey lance justin fields or mac jones or can you order them who who do you think is going to be the first one to play to start a game mac jones Really? Justin, yes. Yeah. So you're basing that off of Cam Newton's. Like, well, out of out of the three uh, yeah. veteran quarterbacks, Cam Newton's probably the most. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Jimmy got injured last season, but I don't feel like his injury is a lingering injury, whereas Cam Newton has a lingering injury in his shoulder. Hmm. So I think you know if Cam Newton gets banged up a bit, I mean, he wasn't overly impressive last season. I mean, he really got the fantasy points when he would, you know, jog it in at the three-yard line, which is, you know, obviously for fantasy, it's fantastic. But jog it in. If, uh, if, he did kind of jog it in, yeah. If if Mac Jones, you know, sort of steps up and has a better passing game, uh, you know, I could see that. Justin okay. Fields, like a- Andy Dalton, like let's not forget, Andy Dalton wasn't incredible last season, but he did he did play the season as a quarterback, and he was all right. Yeah, he was he all did. right. Anthony, and same- do you Anthony, do you disagree? With Moose's take? Uh, yeah. I'm not like, even I done. Didn't... I haven't even gotten to the third one yet. And then <laughs> Oh, Trey Lance? Were you going to talk about then, Trey Lance? Okay. Well, yeah. And then Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, if he stays healthy, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is their starter. You know, so yeah. 
Jimmy Galapro, he's not a nightmare. He's not the best all time, but he's 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 decent. But he's gone to a Super Bowl. Yeah, he's he's yeah, decent. He's, so he's a, good, you know. he's a good quarterback. Anthony, what's your take? Um, I'll just say it out. I'm gonna go Fields, Lance, and Mac Jones. And Moose does make some <laughs> great points, and that order might change as the That's your order for can... who you think is is gonna be the one to start first. Right. Yeah. And um, I agree. I agree with you. What was, but, your, what was uh, your guys' did, order? Fields, field. Lance, Mac Jones, for who's yeah. going to see the field soonest. And I mean, Moose made some good points. I almost thought of putting Mac Jones number two. Um, I just feel that it might be too early for Mac Jones to start. And I mean, just listening to your Jared Stidham um, or being a Jared Stidham truther <laughs> last year and saying that he was going to start because Cam Newton's not not going to last uh didn't really happen and uh, he looked just uh, as Stidham, bad Stidham did go in he several, did several he, times for uh he, he went in and then he came out yeah. and then and oh then yeah they, cam, but cam newton wasn't the prodigy that you guys were talking him up to be so right we, we were all sort of on the same page of uh you know incorrectness but the thing is so i i don't disagree that that justin fields could be at the top of the list but uh, you know as of right now you know chicago has said that they're going with andy dalton so, yes, right. I mean, Fields could but, beat him out in camp and he could be the starter. But based off of what we know now, I definitely think Mac Jones is f- to replace the quarterback right. that's already there. But but some the best some some, um, some of your takes to back up why Mac Jones would be the number one guy to start. I can offer the same ones for Justin Fields. Mike Glennon was the sure and starter. The Bears said he is our number one guy. They paid him like it traded up for Trubisky. They traded up for Justin Fields. Trubisky ended up starting. I don't think in this case, Justin Fields will end up starting because like you said, it's true. There's um, no accounting for silly decisions. So Chicago is right. a, yeah, a I don't bit of a hard one to be that silly. And he don't, I mean, once he's ready, I was just talking about the Trubisky trade up. Oh yeah. Yeah. So and, I mean, they every other there. and every other yeah. decision they've made. So but, they, they uh, failed there, but you're right. Dalton, I mean, Dalton is a better option than Mike Glennon would have been. So that's why I think Fields might take a few games. And it was the same thing I said about Justin Herbert last year. I had a feeling Justin Herbert was going to go in because Terod uh, Taylor. I had, I had a very I strong feeling. Gonna, yeah, Dave was the only one that didn't really. <laughs> well, it but, took a uh, punctured lung to get him in there, but he probably, would, with how good he is, he yeah. would have been in there. But look, to counter your Max Jones point, Moose, which is a good one because Cam Newton probably struggled the most out of the three of those quarterbacks. Um, but to counterpoint it, I think that Bill Pelichick is is so good of a coach and they've now revamped that team to the extent that I think they can still win enough with Cam Newton. And I think Bill Belichick's going to design a similar style last year. It'll require Cam to throw a little bit better, but they were seven and nine. They were one play away from eight and eight last year with Cam Newton as bad as he was. So I just don't think they're going to there's going to be a rush to get Mac Jones in there. Yeah. Um, with with the improvements they've made in free agency and uh, with the defense that they have. So I think Bill Belichick will figure it out with Cam Newton probably for the whole year. Um, whereas Trey Lance might come in if Jimmy G gets hurt um, or they might even have packages for him to start playing. And then Justin Fields, the pressure in Chicago. I mean, Anthony, as a Bears fan, how desperate are you and happy are you that you have potentially now a franchise quarterback? Super happy about it. I mean, this is uh, – he's a <laughs> – freak of nature like physically which we haven't had in a quarterback f- in forever um and i mean like you said a lot of people's jobs are on the line in chicago yes. so the, the gm saved himself a little bit with making these draft uh decisions and then we'll have to see what matt Nagy does if he feels that oh Sorry, dalton's so, not cutting so it we're all we're all pretty much in agreement that justin okay. fields you know is very strong chance and then, I mean, your argument, your argument for Trey Lance was the same that I made for Mac Jones. So I think either one is has a chance of of getting in, you know, if there's an injury. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And out of the three guys, do uh, for all three, or would any of you guys draft these in a fa- in a fantasy redraft? Save them for the waiver wire. No. Waiver wire. Waiver wire uh, for well, all three. Okay. Hold on. Let's take be, a flyer. Let's, let's be clear here. At this moment in time, no. Right. After camps, could be a different story. Yeah, right. And I would agree with that. Agreed to. Three guys who probably aren't starting day one, probably don't need to draft them <laughs> in your redraft leagues. Cool. All right. Anything else on those three guys? 
Nope. Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. I will just, uh, yeah, that's it. Just point out. I think we pointed out the big stuff. But I'm excited about Trey Lance. We didn't get to see him play that much in college, but uh, he was undefeated. 19-0 college career. Well, it's like, we did... said, yes, it's like we said a few weeks ago. Like uh, yeah. Whoever goes to San Francisco, it's going to be exciting And he's on point. San Francisco, exactly. In terms of coaching and situation, it's pretty much the best. All right. Well, let's move on to our next segment. Anthony, you got uh, the lead-in for us? Yeah, so... Our next segment is They Said It on Reddit. They said it on Reddit. Nice. That was good. good? Yeah. Okay. That All was right. great. That was uh that was good. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I didn't want to disappoint your mom. Yeah, if and when so, my mom gets to it, yeah, uh we told, to <laughs> we told Dave to take it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I could really take it down. All right, Anthony. So, so this one comes from user successful underscore example 55. Uh, how do you guys create your own rankings? Do you guys create your own rankings every year tailor made to your liking? Or do you just go with pre-made rankings? If you create your own, how do you do it by position overall tier based? And this is a question for the general public, not a question specific for us. Correct. Um, so in response to what out like we can talk about what we do um but then we should also include what we think our listeners should do um so for us we already have all made some initial rankings um we have it tier based um you know i have mine even color coded so i have like this is a tier of so let's say for quarterbacks you know you guys had patrick mahomes in a tier to uh, unto himself you know i got mahomes kyler murray josh allen kind of in that top tier that's how that's how i would I would be happy with any of them in a certain spot in the draft. Anyways, so we have pretty in-depth rankings. We're adjusting them all the time. In terms of what listeners should do, I, I think you should gather as much information as you can, including listening to our podcast religiously. And, and I, I think it's a worthwhile exercise to go home and, and rank your guys before your draft, like who who you would take, um, especially for, for the top guys. So you're comfortable going into your draft knowing this is I got this guy ahead of this guy. I think. What do you guys think? Go ahead. Go ahead, Anthony. Uh, I was going to say that it's definitely worth doing some prep and ranking your own players before a draft, because if you just go with the pre-draft rankings, you might miss out on some information that maybe came out during the offseason of players like uh, the way you win your draft is finding diamonds in the rough, like sleeper type players. So there are players that I feel sometimes you'll have to reach for and not just go from the pre-draft rankings and get a, you know, a step ahead of some of the other players in your league. So I do think it's wise to, um, to, to plan and rank a fair amount of players going in the draft. Anthony, what was this uh, user's name? Successful um, underscore example 55. Example 55. Ah, all right. All right. So successful example 55. So in my opinion, your rankings are, uh, it's, it's always a work in project, a uh, work in progress. It's, uh, I think your first year, your rankings are probably, um, you know, I would suggest you, you go to a couple of analysts like ourselves, you take our rankings, take a couple other people's rankings and you sort of compare and see where players are at and you make your rankings from that. And each year you sort of adjust your rankings accordingly based on you know how players performed um, move them up or down but I think it, it takes like one or two years for your rankings to become you know solid based on your strategy of, of how you draft and um, you know how, how you play the waiver wire because uh, you know then you can really look at your rankings and say okay well I can take a guy early full knowing that you know you'll replace him or replace the gap the reach you may have taken later on with, with someone you'll take off the waiver wire. Who's a, who's a gym. Great way to put it. Moose. I think you're, when you're new to fantasy football, you're going to rely a lot on information like ours. And what's great about our rankings is we differ on a lot of people, but we come, we make a consensus ranking um, that we'll have uh, episodes on and we'll have be released on Instagram. So you can check that out. And then as you get more comfortable, the more experience you get as a fantasy football player, you start to do a little bit more of that on your own, um, I think. And, and the way that you draft, I think looking back at past drafts, if you can look back at, like, let's say you're going into year two as a player, look back at how you drafted and what you would have done differently knowing what you know now. That's a great exercise. Yeah. Plus, you'll you'll develop your own uh, code. Like, 
I mean, all the Miami <laughs> players get highlighted, and I just don't draft them. <laughs> <laughs> Big X's on the mind. That's what I was going to say, too. If you don't like players on a certain team, you just X them out That's or it. drop so, them in your rankings. Yeah. yeah. I like it. All right. So it's, it's, That's it. It's always a work in, in progress. Start building it sooner than later, and eventually you'll have uh, rock-solid rankings. That's it. And just gather as much content as you can, information as you can, which we do for you on this podcast. So keep listening to our stuff and checking us out on YouTube. Anything else on that? I don't think so. All right. Well, we have a very special treat in this episode 101 because it's time for. Uncle Nick's pick. Uncle Nick's monthly pick. Moose, shall we? We shall. Pop open these beers. I think Anthony already has his popped open. Um, go ahead. <laughs> Let's pop it together. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Oh, yes. That I heard that. Good. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Mm, that so is quite I nice. Have the sheet, I have the sheet here. Our beer moose, if you can show it to our YouTube listeners, the can as I as I do this. But this is a bitter red from the Riverbend Micro Brasserie. Just in, around the Riverbend. In Alma, Quebec. I did a little research. Riverbend Alma is a conglomerate of four towns, one of which was Riverbend. Um and they, they all came together to make to make Alma come back. And Alma is famous for they have an Alcan plant, the aluminum foil wrapper. I don't know if our American listeners will be as familiar, but anybody in Canada definitely knows Alcan aluminum foil. So as well as their beer, they are famous for. And this is a light beer, uh, but brewed in Quebec with the British working class traditional bitter taste, the beautiful copper color and distinctive taste more than compensate mm. for the low alcohol level. Because I, I will say it is a 3.8% um which is very light but it, it, it's way tastier than your typical light beer I, I don't know what you guys think and it's it's very tasty. I like that and i'm a big history guy so i love the i love the can what would i get made fun of for drinking these light beers no, no. this is cool this it's is cool. cool and it's an uncle nick's pick so you can go stock up on these anthony you can have one of these every time but you might want to look at the calorie content because the alcohol level's low but I'm sure calorie wise, it's uh, it's up there. I don't know, but I uh, I yes. really enjoy it. Yeah, how to say? Yeah. Great pick. Me too. Great Uncle Nick's pick. Great. I can't wait to do this. So now our our unofficial um, microbrasserie tour of all the Uncle Nick's picks now just got quite a bit longer because Alma's Alma's up there. So <laughs> when we do go, it'll maybe be a trip. maybe we should start. Um, what was the what was the user's name? Do we have that user's name again? Successful underscore example fifty five. Successful knows. example. Well, here's a successful example of something. <laughs> Maybe we should make uh, beer rankings. We should start our own beer rankings. Always should, in progress. Always. We in should progress. do that. Yes, we should do that. And we'll have to categorize that. Like we do by position, we'll have to do by category. Yeah. Like light beer. Like this might even have its own category. Light. I think, well, this is the number one. British, this is the number British one light brewing. beer right now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in terms of taste, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but it is British brewed bitter, a red bitter. I've never, I think I've never had a red bitter light beer. It's fantastic. Interesting. Uh, me too, yeah. I think. Delightful. Guys, do we have words of wisdom? Um, Coming off our Uncle Nick's pick. Anthony's got to so. be, your words of wisdom for today, Anthony's got to be draft quarterback late, right? After all that talk. Yeah. I mean, usually draft quarterback late are you changing your opinion on that or no Trevor Lawrence first overall next year I think I think I have other issues on one of our main leagues in the keeper league that I think <laughs> I might need to go for a good quarterback uh this year and take uh maybe Moose's strategy and grab a uh, good one early elite at every position is Moose's strategy I mean the eventual goal is you want to be good at every position right so right correct makes sense all right. Hey, guys, I finished Invincible. Oh, nice. Don't say anything because I haven't seen the last episode yet. You didn't see the last episode? Oh, no. wow. okay. Well, we don't want to ruin it for our listeners either. But, Anthony, you're right. You're right. It is It is very cool. It is very cool. Very one of those an, One of those animated, uh, my brother pointed out, that you almost forget you're watching an animated show because it's yeah. so good and so real. Some real stuff in there. <laughs> so go check it out. It's on Prime. 
Uh, yeah, there's some very real stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, real like intense. Yeah. We'll say intense. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, when it's a uh, and Moose, you want to talk about your Kelvin thing? When it's two ninety five Kelvin, wear your sunscreen. Two ninety five Kelvin, wear some sunscreen. Awesome. <laughs> so we'll be back next episode to start breaking down some running back rookie reviews, which you'll definitely want to hear. Until then, thanks for listening. Ooh, yeah. We'll see you next time. Ciao.